Hey, how's it going? This is Chance, and welcome to another week of Knock and Talk, our new podcast where we are focusing on success stories and strategies in the door-to-door and sales industry. Each week, we have been introducing motivation, trainings, and guest appearances, including real-life stories to help you in your own personal endeavors and efforts in your career. This week, I am especially excited for our guest. We want to talk about achieving your potential. It's kind of a big topic, a lot to talk about there. And when I think about one of the hardest workers I have ever known, one of the most goal-oriented people, most organized people I've ever met, someone I look up to when it comes to these things, I think of Austin Ivy, a real estate agent out here in Utah. Austin Ivy, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, thanks, Chance, and thank you for the introduction. Of course. Now, let me introduce you a little bit more to our listeners because I know you pretty well. I've known you for several years now. I've already said you're one of the hardest workers I've ever known. I've always admired that about you. I want to highlight some things from your career as of recently. So you were licensed to real estate in 2021, and for two years, you were doing real estate more or less part-time because you were also going to school, correct? Correct. Yep. Great. And in the last six months, you've been focusing more full-time? Yeah. Yeah. I just joined a new team down here in St. George, and and I've been doing it full-time ever since. Great. And from... Looking over your recent experience, so you started focusing full-time about six months ago, and even though you only started about six months ago focusing more full-time on this, you are still approaching about $8 million plus in revenue for the end of this year. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow. And something that I saw really cool, I actually saw this pop up on an Instagram shout out to you. Last month, you were recognized, here's the numbers. $3.3 $3.3 million of revenue, if I'm if I'm getting this correct, seven deals in just last month alone, reaching the highest it's been in 20 years for that team. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm tied with one other agent on that, I guess, per, parameter. And, and so, yes, we're, we're really putting in the work. That's incredible. And especially for how young you are, how new you are in the industry and stuff. I mean, you're experienced, but Still, in the, in the big scheme of things, like you've been doing this two years part-time and, and for the past a little bit full-time, so that's really, really impressive. Thank you. So, Austin, we're talking about achieving your potential. So, typically, I'll maybe have some quotes or things like that to discuss the outline of a specific topic, but I think your story is going to really help us see that path of achieving your potential because how old are you now, Austin? I'm 24. 24 years old. And I can guarantee you, if I were to meet 10 real estate agents in a room, nine out of 10 of them, maybe all 10 of them are probably not doing what you're doing right now. And <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know too much about real estate, but I, I definitely see you as being someone that's pushed a little bit further than would be the norm, right? So tell me a little bit more about this. I want to talk about first your personal journey to the success you're having now. So tell me a little bit more about your background, your early experiences. Why real estate? Why are you doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So I would attribute a lot of my success and, and kind of foundation on my, my father. He's been in the business for coming up on 23 years. And he's been a really great example to me on, on how to work hard and, and to get the results necessary to win. And so obviously I've seen his results and, and his efforts throughout all of my growing up years. And so I, I really 
admired him and, and I saw that there was potential in the industry. I've, I've always heard that real estate has been, you know, a really good in- industry to stay in and, and to acquire investments and, and obviously accrue wealth. And so that's, that's kind of my vision of, of what I would like to, to acquire and, and achieve within, you know, my life here on, on earth. So with, with those things, I've, I've really looked up to my dad and, and obviously there's, there's other examples in my life, but I would attribute a lot of that to him. Thank you. And, and one thing I think is really helpful. So obviously on this podcast, we focus a lot on sales and we focus a lot on, especially door to door. We have a lot of door to door uh, a lot of people doing door-to-door sales that listen each week. One thing about your career that really sticks out to me is, in my opinion, one of the reasons you are so good at what you do is you see real estate for what it really is, and that's sales. You understand that you are selling a product and you understand that product really well, right? So in that concept, Austin, defining potential, we've got a lot of salespeople listening to us. And who knows, maybe some of them have done some real estate, maybe they're not, but all of them are trying to sell some product. What in your own definition does it mean to achieve one's potential? Great question. So I would say it, it really comes in to your, your personal life of really focusing on what is the why behind it all. And so for me, I've, I've really broken it down and, and created a vision board of what I want to achieve. I, I, I did that, oh, I'd probably say six years ago. I wrote it down. I, I, I have a six-page document that I review regularly and, and revise. And so I, I would attribute a lot of that vision and, and potential that is, is you know, going forward to having a, a vision and, and making those goals and plans necessary to, to achieve that potential. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that actually echoes some previous conversations we've had a lot. I see this reoccurring theme with all of our guests of sitting down and mapping it out, actually creating a plan, right? So that's really cool that you did that. And I think something that'll be impactful is in this journey, it's not easy. It doesn't matter if you're doing real estate. It doesn't matter if you're doing you know, business sales. It doesn't matter if you're knocking doors. Everyone has challenges to overcome. And Austin, something interesting about your experience, I will highlight as well. I remember calling you one day when you were in the early years of real estate and you were knocking doors, right? Is that something you were doing as yeah. part of your acquisition earlier on? Yeah, yeah, I certainly was. I, I was knocking doors two or three times a, a week uh, as well as making phone calls. But I would you know, obviously do that to, to break up the the finding strategies and and I I also saw great success for in in knocking doors as well. That's cool. Well, tell me in in the overall scheme of of or that overall story of you starting real estate. You're so young, you're still going to school. What are some of the significant challenges you encountered getting into your current career in real estate? Well, obviously sales is is communicating with people and and rejection is a huge thing. I would say rejection is is one of the biggest challenges that I've seen, and and not not that it's personal, but that it's coming from the clients that I work with. There's always something that I got I have to work through, whether it's a home inspection that comes back sour, and I have to calm down the client and say, hey, let's figure this out. Let's find a strategy to to have both the the seller and the the buyer 
on good terms and, and so that we can be able to close the transaction. So I, I would say a lot of it is rejection, whether it's, it's for in, in my instance, in real estate, whether it's the other agent on the other end or the buyer or the seller, or even myself, sometimes I've, I've created more problems than I need. Yeah. And, and that's really interesting that you brought that up. You're saying rejection, because I think that's a pretty universal topic in the world of sales. Everyone will encounter rejection. So tell me a bit more about your mindset, because that flowed pretty naturally. When you said, hey, I faced rejection, you also hinted at a few of the things you've done when you do encounter rejection. What, in terms of mindset and resilience, do we need to be aware of to overcome that rejection? Yeah. So I, I would say, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, is it really begins with your, your thoughts and what you put into your mind. And so I, I would say reading books and, and being around like-minded people that are, are growing and, and finding success in, in their respective field is the most beneficial thing you can do. I mean, the quote is, you know, surround yourself with five, five other people and, and you'll become the average of those five. And so that, I think that's, you know, obviously the mindset that you need to have in sales that if, if you want to succeed, sales is a, is a high turnover industry, whether it's, it's door-to-door sales with pest, solar, real estate, um, you know, insurance claims. A lot of it comes down to what you have with your mindset. If, if you're not in the mindset ready to, you know, kill what you're, you're hunting, I mean, you, you, gotta, you have to have that mindset necessary to move forward and, and appease to whether it's a client you're representing or or a deal that you're trying to close yeah and really what's what's really cool we actually had a whole conversation about dealing with rejection and and mindsets previously on an episode help me out here i'm really curious before we move on to our next subject is there any specific story or time you can think of where you feel like you truly hit one of the hardest points in your career one of the hardest challenges you had to overcome is there anything that comes to mind specifically yeah, I, I would actually say two or three months ago, right before I, I had kind of a, a burst of, of those seven cells that, that you mentioned at the beginning, um, I, I wasn't finding success. And I, I had a few deals already closed, um, but I, I wasn't finding success with the clients that I was working with. I, I had five deals that I, I was servicing and they had all canceled for one reason or the other. So it may have been the interest rate that they couldn't qualify for, or there was a home inspection that, that yeah. came back bad. And so that was a huge kind of test for me with, with my mindset. Cause I was like, man, is this me or is it conditions that I can't control? And so I, I just kept going forward. I, I kept making my contacts every day. I, I was reaching out to all of the clients that I was, I was, I had in, in my database and, and that's kind of what led me to the results that I have now. So I obviously closed those seven deals, but now I have four under contract and, and I just wrote six offers this week, which I'm planning to get those offers back. Wow. And what I think is really cool is the average person, when they encounter these hardships, are going to struggle to do what you did. Because what you just said is when I was at my lowest, I made sure that I pushed myself to do the right things. 
Like I made sure that even though it was hard, when nobody was looking, when it was hardest, that's when it's most important that I do what's right. I think that's really cool. That's one. Yeah, when you hit rock bottom, you got to make sure you're doing the right stuff to be able to come out of it. Because if you hit rock bottom, you just give up. You're going to stay at rock bottom, right? 100%. Yeah, I would say, you know, most people see the success that that whoever is is in the spotlight, they'll see that and say, oh my gosh, I wish that was me. I wish I could do what whatever that individual is doing. But like you said, they don't see the failures in the background. They don't see the rejection that, you know, created that person to, to really rise to the occasion. Wow. Yeah. And that, that's really cool. I didn't even think about that. When you see someone else that's being successful, you are seeing their success. What you don't see is these hard times that they did have to go through. That's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. How do these achievements help contribute to your sense of fulfillment? And how does that affect your work day to day? Great question. So I, I would say ego is a big thing in the sales industry and, you know, people can, can take advantage of that and say, Oh man, I, I did all of this. I, I think this is because I, I was so successful in, in lead follow-up and, and this is all me. And so I, I would say the opposite. I, I think there's a, a lot more factors that are, that need to be considered rather than saying, Hey, I did this. So I, I would, I would say the preparation needed is as much more important than just getting on the phone and, and closing the deal. Okay. So what I'm, what I mean by that is I, I was in the office before anyone else with the team owner and, and we would role play for 30 minutes each day before everyone else wow. came into the office. Wow. And, and we, we still do that. So I, I would say the consistency of that and, and really writing down as much as possible for w whatever task that I needed each day. So keeping organized was, was also helpful and, and the, the servicing with my team, I, I have a few assistants. And so that's been super helpful where I can rely on them and, and understand that it's not just me. I have a team behind me and, and I'm, it's, you know, obviously I'm helping these clients find a home of their dreams. And so it, there, it takes a, you know, a team to, to make that happen. Wow. Yeah. If you're doing the, if you are doing the average things that every average person around you is doing, you will always have average results. But if you are doing the things that nobody else wants to do or that nobody else feels they can do, you will accomplish what none of them have accomplished. That's, that's really cool, Austin. Well, tell me a bit more about this because you had some hard times where you weren't doing so good. You recently have seen some huge successes and that has to feel good. Getting a big paycheck in the mail, that has to feel great, right? Getting, getting your clients to go through with the deal, that has to feel awesome. So that contentment or that success, how do you balance that with your ambitions? So maybe I'm being a bit redundant, kind of hitting that same topic of moving yeah. forward. But in terms of ambition, you said you wrote this down like six years ago and you're constantly reviewing it. So how do you stay hungry even on those days or those times you are successful? go back to that vision board. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I, I have it in my bedroom. I have it at my office and I have it on my phone. So if I ever lose track of, of 
what's the most important, I'll see that and, and review that. So I would say whatever it is, if, if I feel like I'm getting to the goal or I can stretch myself even more, that's where I go back and revise those necessary plans to make it happen. Wow. And, and tell me this, so you're revising up. So you're telling yourself you can do things sooner, you can do things bigger, you can do things better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because the, the mindset that, I, that really clicked a few months ago is if I'm going to be working, if I'm going to be putting eight-hour, 10-hour days at the office or at appointments, I'm going to give it my all. Because, I mean, if, if I'm working at McDonald's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of selling through and, and, you know, just clocking in, clocking out. But here, I, I have to really put forth the effort to make things happen. So every day... I'm intentional. I, I would probably say the most influential word that I've used in the last two years is intentional. Every action that I do is an intentional. Oh, wow. And that, that really makes me think of uh, the book Atomic Habits, Implementation Intention. I'm, I'm sure that's one. Have you read that book, Austin? I have. Yeah, I've read it twice. There you go. Implementation <laughs> intention. That's what, that's what it makes me think of. And our listeners out there, I hope I hope you're catching what Austin's saying because we all do sales every day and we all have goals. And I hope that we are doing these things like writing these goals down, reviewing them, putting them on our phone, our bedroom, our work, what we put into our mind, like Austin said earlier, if we feed our mindset properly, that's going to be what we feel and what we produce in the end. That's really cool. You're in real estate. Your, your role is a little bit different than maybe the majority of our listeners where you're doing door-to-door sales. But you have knocked doors. That was actually something you did in your real estate efforts. You went out, you knocked doors. So before I ask kind of my next question for you, maybe tell me that. Why did you knock doors? Why is that something you did? That's not typical. Like, I don't feel like most real estate agents I talk to are going out knocking doors frequently. Yeah. So obviously, the effort is to be in front of the client. And especially starting out in my career in real estate, I wanted to be at the home and and see the person and and kind of show that I'm a professional, you know, agent that I can I can present myself well and and represent them in selling their biggest asset. So why why not go and and meet them at their home and and ask if they're planning to sell their home or or purchase a new one. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I feel like there is no, like in the world of sales, we want to make relationships with our customers. And I feel like in that world, there is nothing more intimate or no relationship closer you can build with a customer than within the walls of their own home. Right. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. Well, we have a lot of people doing that right now, Austin. Each week we have people listening that are knocking doors, that are going out, selling products in the homes of their customers on the front porches. Help our listeners determine what are the actionable steps to shift your mindset to set up a path for personal growth in terms of achieving your potential or finding your potential? I would say going back to the, the base and, and foundation of, of creating a vision and, and setting goals necessary to achieve what you set out to do, and then also creating a, a schedule. I, I have a production schedule that I follow almost every day. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I, I try and focus on the most, the, the necessary items to accomplish every day, whether it's waking up, going to the gym or prospecting right when I get in the office, role-playing 
or going on appointments. And, and I have a, you know, strict schedule that I follow. And obviously there's, there's things that come up, but if, if you can have a basis in, in setting those things straight, the, the, the success will follow if you're doing all of those things. Wow. And Austin, I'm going to add one more word. You told us one of the most powerful words you've been using is intentional. I'm going to add one more. And this is something I recognize in you. Accountable. Not only are you intentional, but you hold yourself accountable to that. I love that you said you made a plan, but that you stick to it. I think that's something that we can all learn to do a bit better. That's, that's, that's hard. Personal accountability is hard, right? And one of the biggest tools we all can rely on when it comes to accountability is our support system. I love the comment you made earlier. If you surround yourself with five people, you're going to become the average of those five, which says a lot. Surround yourself with the type of people you want to become. How important is it? I know you already said it's very, very important, but how important is it to surround yourself with a supportive network? And how can these mentors or colleagues or peers or friends play a role in our journey to achieving our potential? I, I decided to come down to St. George because of that environment and, and the team that is down here. They, they're doing phenomenal things and the opportunities of, of growth are here because of the accountability that they provide. And so with that being said, we, we hold each other accountable. I, I have a personal accountability partner that I text every, every night at 7 p.m. and report on, on how I'm doing throughout each day. And obviously there's other team members that, you know, throughout the day I'll say, hey, how are you doing? And they'll do the same. And, hey, did you get your contacts? Or, hey, did you write a contract today? So the, the team that I, I'm on is, has a very constructive criticism and an ecosystem that provides that support and and confidence going forward in, in whatever prospect that I, I encounter or transaction that I close. So you're setting goals, but you're also hungry for accountability. I actually, with, with the salespeople that I coach and teach, this is actually a, a reoccurring topic. I always tell them, I say, hey, look, one of the hardest things in the world to do in life is holding yourself accountable when no one's looking, right? I think that's, what is that? There's that quote, like the definition of character is who you are when no one's looking, right? And the other thing that I always say is the cheat code to that, if you want to know how to be personally accountable is don't do it. Not meaning like don't be accountable, but it's meaning if you have a team, if you have friends, if you have family members, make them hold you accountable reach out to your team members, have them check in on you. Cause if you hunger for that accountability to accomplishing your goals, you're going to push yourself to actually do it. it. Don't, don't put yourself in a position where you don't have accountability checks. So I love that you mentioned your team has an environment where you're all organized to check up on each other, to push each other, to succeed, to do better. That's really powerful. Yeah, exactly. And, and if people don't have that team camaraderie or, or, support system, I would say you can still do it on your own and, and start from scratch and, and make sure that you're intentional of what you do. There, there's a quote from OG Mandino of, of what it really means to, to really have that focus within yourself. And, and I, it's really stuck with me. It says, weak is he who permits his thoughts to control his actions. Strong is he who forces his actions to control his thoughts. Hmm. That's really cool. I've never heard that before, Austin. Thanks for sharing. Austin, I feel like myself, 
and many, many other people in the sales world have a lot to learn from people like you. You're young, but you're very, very successful and you're very intentional, like you said, about what you're doing. This isn't an accident that you were successful. You sat down, you mapped it out, you're making it happen. So thank you so much for giving us some time in that schedule of yours to share some of those thoughts. I think a lot of people can benefit from mirroring and mimicking some of these things that you do. So listeners, we've covered a lot of interesting points in terms of writing down your goals, knowing your vision, your why, creating those goals based off that vision, your why, and continuously checking accountability. How are you doing on that? How much closer are you getting to accomplishing your why? And I think Austin's story is a great example of why that works. You now have a young early 20s real estate agent doing millions of dollars in revenue, hitting records that haven't been hit in 20 years because of these concepts. So Austin, is there any last thoughts that you have to share? If there's one key thing you would want any of our listeners to take away from all of this, what would you say that is? I'd really encourage to to have that confidence within you based on the efforts that you put forward. I, I think people are, are scared, especially in the sales industry, of of getting the nose. And and in order to survive in the sales industry, you have to be looking for the nose. <laughs> the the nose are are part of that process to to get past that and to close on a deal or or have a client that loves you, you have to be searching for the the reasons of how to overcome those objections. So if w- whatever industry that a person is in for sales, they have to be resilient to those things. And, and that takes time. That takes repetitions of, of making a phone call, knocking on a door or writing a contract. It, it, it takes practice and, and understanding of, okay, I did it this way. Maybe there's a better way, more efficient way. Thank you so much, Austin. I think there's a lot to take out of that. And I really, again, we really appreciate you. Best of luck as you continue this year. Hopefully you not only accomplish that 8 million revenue you're shooting for, but hopefully much more. I hope to hear from you again, maybe sometime on this podcast. We'll see. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And listeners, achieving your potential, I just want to add on to those thoughts Really what it comes down to is the basics. I think we dive into these topics a lot, but really if you look at it, keep it simple. Everything Austin talked about led back to these core foundational things of knowing your purpose, setting your goals, holding yourself accountable. There seems to be a trend that starts to develop whenever we look into success stories, and that is accountability and knowing what you want where you're going, which is awesome. So thank you all for checking in for another week. This has been really fun to keep interviewing more and more people for these podcasts and to really dive into some of these topics with people that have experienced this and and felt it in the field themselves. Keep checking in each week. We have a lot of people that we have that we're inviting to join these or join these podcasts to share their story, to coach us on how to be successful and how to replicate their success. Like Austin said, if you can surround yourself with five people, you'll become the average of those five. Well, we already have five plus people on these podcasts you can listen to and try to become the average of their efforts as well. So keep listening in each week. We'll be back next week with another episode. This week, Achieving Your Potential. Thank you again so much, Austin. Knock and Talk, podcast each week where we are highlighting stories, events, goals, strategies, 
whatever it may be to help you be more successful in the field. And that's really what I hope you get out of this. I hope that you can take away some notes from what we discuss and go apply it during the week. In fact, I would love if you'd go find our Instagram. It's at chipper.sales, C-H-I-P-R dot sales. And if you have applied anything you've learned during these podcasts and it's helped you in the field, send us a message. Tell us about it. We might highlight it in one, we might highlight that in one of our future episodes. As always, thank you all so much for listening and we'll check in with you again next week. 